Welcome to Laundry. Thanks for tuning in. I am here with the wonderful Dan Thorpe. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, guys. All the way from across the world. <laughs> it's 2 a.m., listeners. It's 2 a.m. It is 2 a.m. It is 2 a.m. I just played a set and it was awesome. Yes. <laughs> it was so much fun. And you're about to see it right now. Thank you. 
My name's Dan Thorpe. I'm from Adelaide, Australia. I'm a pianist, composer. I kind of badly play other instruments too because that can actually be more fun than playing them well. Actually, generally, it is more fun than playing them well, sonically. Um, I guess, yeah, I'm over here in California playing a bunch of shows. I just finished touring a work of mine to the San Diego Fringe, um, collaborative work with some dancers from back home. And um, I've played some shows so far at the Center for New Music and Outsound and Third Space in Davis. Um, I have one more show left. Oakland Freedom Jazz, 25th. It's cheap. You should go. You should go. Um, or if you did go, also. Yeah. Woo. Thank you for coming to my show. <laughs> I really appreciate it. I'm having a blast. What a lovely city. Uh, yeah. I went to Davis, which is where I met little buddy here. Yes. Um, and yeah, it's kind of such a pleasure to be on this. I love laundry. So Aww. hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thank you for coming on. Um, yeah, so can you... You did a lot of different things for every show, right? Yeah, pretty much, actually. Can you, like... Because one was with dancers, and then yeah. others you did different. Um, do you want to explain why yeah. or what you did? Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, everyone likes to mix it up. I, yeah. <laughs> I kind of... I'm one of those people who, who kind of has way too much going on all at once. Um, but kind of like as a matter of survival, I kind of get super bored and like <laughs> stop playing things properly after a certain amount of time, uh, <laughs> if I don't get to mix things up, um, which is, is kind of silly, but Hey, sharks, they can't swim backwards. Um, yeah. that was it. That doesn't make sense. It's 2am. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, so it was really fun. So the, the dance work I was touring, um, I, I worked with, yeah, like these dancers. We're kind of a little collective. We're called Concrete Collective, hey. which is kind of fun. And um, Did they come all the way here too? Yeah, they're okay. Australian. Okay. They're Australian as well. And it's a work we started making in like, at the, I guess the beginning of 2015, end of 2014. Mm -hmm. um, and we performed a few times in Australia. So it was our first time out to the US. Um as a group, which was incredibly fun. San Diego yeah. is a really beautiful city. Yeah. And the San Diego Fringe is excellent. If you're ever in San Diego at Fringe time, go to the Fringe. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, but I've also been touring an LP release. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I self-released an LP um, in April uh, called Homecoming Three Years Later. Um, I played a track from it, actually, in this. Um, the fourth piece I played was the title track from that, Homecoming Three Years Later. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been, that's been fantastic. Actually, I've had a really good time. It's a, it's a complex album about grief and loss and moving on and healing mm. and weirdly playing it a bunch of times has helped as much as making the album helped. Mm. Um, so that's been fantastic. Um, really enjoyed playing that to people. Um, then, yeah, I've, I've done some impro shows and I've done some sort of more, I guess, recitally stuff as well, which mm. you heard a bit of my program tonight. So you just heard Horizonte by Missy Mazzoli, who's an excellent New York-based composer. I cannot recommend her work enough. She's super cool. Um, then three pieces by me. Um, the first one was called Considerate, and it's actually part of the dance work I was touring. Uh, the text is by Australian poet Rhys Nixon. Um, it's really beautiful. I really love his work. Um, he has a book out, um, and you should go read it, Rhys Nixon. It's called... Um, it's no big deal. I don't mind. Um, the third piece was title track from Homecoming. And the last piece was Mad Rush by Philip Glass, who mm. I guess requires no introduction. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know Philip Glass, maybe you can check. Do a Google. Out. It's really yeah, good, really important music Definitely. that is incredibly fun to play. Yeah. beautiful i i got this really weird review in australia i was oh, like really? yeah well like it was like fringe time and like there's kind of this i guess it's not a joke it's kind of sad but like um we have the second biggest fringe festival in the world in adelaide mm -hmm. and um the newspapers kind of give up and give anyone who wants to write the job of reviewing so i had this <laughs> reviewer who described me playing glasses me knowing how to belt out a thumper and that's like i kind of want it tattooed on me <laughs> like thorpe knows how to belt out a thumper <laughs> I just, I loved that. I was like, mate, it's, it's, it's 2016. We say drop a banger. We say drop a banger. Um, so that was, that was, that and was to describe funny. glass yeah, as, as a, a thumper. thumper. I just, I loved it. It was, it was That's the best. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, so 
you released an LP. Yeah. Which is beautiful. If anyone out there cares to listen, please do. Um, let's talk more about that. Like, what did you, what was the process of creating it and where did you get the sounds and why did you decide it to do it the way you did? Yeah, sure. So, uh, one of my best friends died really suddenly last year. Um, he was Californian. So I, I kind of rushed out here. I'd actually just gotten off a plane from Europe like two days earlier and I had to like, had this gig in Sydney and, for some reason, I was working with fluorescent lights in a piece. I couldn't fly to Sydney. So I had to drive for two days across the country with a car full of slightly toxic fluorescent lights <laughs> and random musical equipment, get in a plane. And I was in California for a week and a half. And then I landed at 7 a.m. And my rehearsal started at 8.30. Oh, uh, So it was, it was kind of this mega rough, mad rush. Um, but, like, I was really glad I made it to a funeral. And, you know... When you're kind of, when you're in a state of shock like that, I don't know what you guys are like when you're sad, but I need to do something. Like I actually physically need to do something or yeah. I go a little crazy. And, you know, as a sound artist, if I want something to do with my hands, then obviously a microphone is a good thing to hold. <laughs> um, so I started recording things. Um, I mean, I actually, like field recording was a big part of my practice before, but not to the same extent. But it became really important for me to stop and listen. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'd also kind of foolishly been sucked into an airline sale at the start of the year <laughs> and bought these super cheap flights to New Zealand really <laughs> soon after I come back from California when all I actually wanted to do was lie in my bed and cry. Um, but like I did, I got to New Zealand and the trip kind of went to shit, but it went to shit in the best way because it, mm. it ended up with me being alone in the most isolated part of New Zealand with nothing but a field recorder and some really cheap mac and cheese packets. Mm. Um, and like I ended up exploring like going trail running and just generally just actually having time to myself to like grieve and recover so yeah. the album is like a whole bunch of field recordings mm -hmm. um partly new zealand um partly california um and it's yeah it's it's kind of interesting like you know new zealand is such a weird place <laughs> i was saying to leanne before you know, because Liam was just saying, like, the favorite track on the album of theirs is, like, um, one of the untitled ones. And there's this, like, really bizarre sort of, like, looping guitar figure and these weird sounds. And it's literally just Central Christchurch in New Zealand, <laughs> which was, like, you know, like, seriously, like, demolished by an earthquake. Yeah. And it's kind of, like, weird and abandoned. But there's this real sense that people are trying to rebuild and trying to repopulate. And I don't know, there was just something about being on this completely deserted high street with my microphone and then turning a corner and this dude just busking that just really kind of floored me. Um, and yeah, I'm really glad that tracked with you because that was, yes. yeah, that was really big. And then, yeah, there's this funny little sound, which, yeah, you thought was a synth. And yeah. it's actually the sound crosswalks make in Australia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was fun. I, I just... I liked that. And it was important to that album, I think. This this sort of perpetual thing of like trying to rebuild and trying to yeah. trying to make something from nothing again. It's yeah. beautiful. That track. For mm. me at least. But you can decide for yourself whoever's listening. Once you listen to the LP. I like all of it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> what I found like really interesting was like when you played at Center for New Music, you played through the whole entire LP mm. from beginning to end. And mm. you managed to be able to recreate the emotion that you put into the sounds live, which I feel is really, really hard to do. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, performing live is, I, like, I love the studio. I yeah. adore the studio. I think that the experience you can create for a listener in a studio is really next to none. I think it's it's something but life is different you can mm -hmm. you know like something that really bothered me something something that kind of stopped me from sort of going full classical musician is this tendency in classical performance to actually to, I, I just feel like so many classical musicians don't get performing <laughs> no but you know what i mean yeah right? like yeah. the whole wearing black channel mozart scene oh but then on the other end of the scale yes. like i just 
God, am I getting attracted to this? I hate no. Lang Lang. <laughs> I, well, I don't hate Lang Lang. I just, like, this sort of, like, <laughs> over-sentimental, like, other end where it's so fake and so yeah. overwrought. And you're just, like, you're, like, you know, you can feel real things from music, mm-hmm. actually. And I write music that makes me feel real things. And that's mm-hmm. really hard. Like, it's, it's, like, not as in hard to write. It's hard to experience as a performer. Like, it's hard to put yourself back through that every yeah. time. But that's part of coming to terms with things. And where if you, you know... Like, music isn't always therapy, and that music certainly isn't therapy anymore for me, but it was for a long time. And so much of, like, so much of how I perform that album is a communication to people about Mm. how I came to terms with it, how I came back to terms with being alive and Mm -hmm. being in my body. And, yeah, you know, and, yeah, that's hard big yeah. stuff to communicate but it's it's stuff that needs to be talked about we need to talk about that stuff yeah. and i feel a real urge to do that so i mean that's i think that's why i think it has a different energy to the recording but you're right in the sense that like there is a real emotion behind it mm-hmm. and that emotion is like me feeling really strongly about wanting to talk to people earnestly about big things mm. when i play and yeah I mean, my favorite part of that set is singing unamplified yeah. over recordings yeah. of myself sort of completely drowned out mm. because I just, yeah, I I love that. I love doing that every single time. <laughs> Come and see me play live. It's great. Hey. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, do you feel like you process more of like what you went through during the album with each live performance? Because it's different every time. It is different every time. I mean, one of the beautiful things about making music that's like mostly improvised is that I have so much license. Yeah. To do that, so much license. I feel like what I, you know, for me, playing piano is all about touch. So, mm-hmm. like, the sound thing is nice, but it's all about touch. And um, I think what I learn with every performance of that piece is like something about the instrument that's beneath my hands and yeah. like what what I can actually feel through the sensation of like touching that instrument and playing yeah. that instrument. And like, I think that's more, hmm. especially when you're like, because I prepare pianos, mm-hmm. especially when you're dealing with unpredictable instruments that you've modified. I think that teaches you a lot about how you play and who you are when you play. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's what it's become about me is kind of learning more about how I fit with the piano. I see. Mm. Um, why the piano, I guess, simply. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, technically, <laughs> I, the boring answer is this the instrument I'm trained on. Okay. Um, the yeah. less boring answer... Well, I mean, okay, the thing with pianos is that, in theory, they are perfectly uniform and uh, need, work all in the exact same I way. And they're I very neat and they're all work. And, uh, God, that's boring. And, like, I don't know, like, it's, you know, I'm a queer artist and part a big part of what... I want to do is fuck with people's expectations yes. of things being the same. And pianos are <laughs> such good because in many ways they are the most physical, most bodily, ridiculous things. Like pianos can be so queer, you know, like, I mean, Oliveros does but it with accordions, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Like, you know, like for wh- what she does with accordions is, I think you can do with a piano. <laughs> like you can, you can, you know, like pianos, pianos your touch starts at your fingertips and you can pretty much articulate levels of force all the way down to your abs and like it just it's so funny because people kind of especially like a lot of oh god a lot of men right for the piano um like it's some sort of giant note machine and it's like (laughs) no it's not it's a giant hitting machine like you know like it's a giant machine i hit and like that's cool you know like and i i love that about the piano i love that it's this very it's very posh, very bourgeois, like <laughs> sort of like note machine that I can fuck, yeah. you know, like that I can totally fuck with, you know. I, I you know, there was this, I, I went to a conservatory, regrettably, and there was this teacher who said to me, Daniel, Daniel, you must roll your sleeves down when you play the piano. It's a very formal instrument. Oh. And I said, God, I play in my boxes all the time. <laughs> like, you know, what am I meant to do about that? Um, yeah, he wasn't impressed. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. I love that about the piano. Yeah. I mean, there's there's things I love about all the instruments I play. I love playing woodwinds because I love having this connection to breath. And, like, mm. you know, I, I played this show where a composer – a composer, the composer's instruction was trill for two and a half minutes. And I was like, 
I was like, right, <laughs> fuck it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Yeah. So I did. I circular breathed all the way through, but I'm not very good at circular breathing. Mm. So I, I went purple and um, I kind of started swaying a little bit. And my mum was in the audience and she was like, I was worried. Um, so I love that about woodwinds. Um, I love that when I play cello, mm. I sweat like a pig. And like, I generally look really disgusting and dramatic and I feel like Jacqueline Dupree and <laughs> yeah, it's great. Like, no, but like, even though I'm total trash at cello, but it's fun to like shred on actually. It's more fun than playing guitar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So much more fun than playing yes. guitar. That's, that's my lesson by far. Buy a $100 eBay cello like I did. <laughs> it is more fun than playing guitar. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people like cello. <sighs> it's one of those charismatic instruments yeah i know but you've got to if you play it like a total like yeah brute, like this cello that well, you and had. like christine yeah. like you know like our good friend christine riches like the way she plays cello is not you <laughs> not know that's typical. that is not like charismatic romantic no. like like man pain like it's it's <laughs> like yeah it's good it's shreddy that's uh, what i want mm. woodwinds were you ever trained on woodwinds <laughs> Oh, no, absolutely okay, okay, not. Okay. I learned to play clarinet when I moved to America because I wanted to join marching band because it looked fun. Yay. I was correct. It was very fun. <laughs> um, so I started playing clarinet really badly and kind of boozily. Um, then I was just seeing if like you had a connection between like breathing in your music because yeah, you have a lot of samples of you breathing. Yeah, that's and true. also during uh, your performances. Yeah, well, I mean, part of that is like... I'm in a love-hate relationship with mindfulness exercises mm. and like part of it is I'm fascinated again by this, you know, the thing I love about the studio is that, you know, it's like a, it can be like a microscope. It yeah. can be, the studio can basically be what you want it to be, but mm. there's still people who kind of treat it like it's this great arbiter of like neutral scientific measurement mm. of sound. And I'm like, no, you know, when you have a microphone, you, you are, and you are pointing it at something that is a performative action. Yeah. Like you are doing something with your body mm -hmm. to get a result. Like you are, that is a performance of your identity and a performance at least of like, you know, like your musical identity. Mm -hmm. So something I'm really interested in when I'm field recording is making it really clear that I'm holding a microphone. Mm. I hate. I remember, I remember reading this thing when I was, I was like, I remember like I would have been 12 or 13. I was reading in National Geographic about this guy who records nature soundtracks. <gasps> Let's hope that one's still recording. Yeah. Uh, about this guy who records nature sounds in the forest. And he said, you know, I have to, I have to record for 20 hours to get just nature sounds for 30 minutes <laughs> in these days. And I was like, why do you care? Like, why do you care if it's missing? Yeah. Like, if there's like a like a couple of like cars or you sneeze, like why do you give a shit? Like y you're like it's not real. Like yeah. it's not real if you're like editing it down. It's mm -hmm. not a reflection of like what is nature. Like yeah. maybe maybe if our like forest soundtracks had more planes and chainsaws in them, people would be more anxious about global Don't, warming. Yeah, 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 yeah you know, yeah, like yeah. I kind of feel like you, you know what I mean, like. Maybe if Because it's not even natural at that point. Maybe if our beach sounds had more sounds of the camera slowly going <laughs> underwater, maybe people would be more anxious about global warming. Like, I, I yeah. you know, these are the things that keep me up at night, folks. Um, so, like, yeah, I love that. And I think that's why my breath's in a lot. My mm. breath and fumble and handling noise. I love yeah. handling noise. Yeah, yeah. I love handling noise so much because it's, it's a mistake and it's like unprofessional mm. and I'm just saying, no, it's me. It is my, just my body holding a microphone. Um, so yeah, I think that's why breath's in it. Those, okay. those sort of two sort of things. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. So I think we're out of time, but is there anything last you want to say? Uh, no, I guess just like, like me on Facey B. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I have a tape coming out in August on 3BS Records, which is an amazing re like record label based out of Australia that you should mm -hmm. check out. Um, it's called Diaphragm. It features awesome work mm -hmm. by myself, um, Jonathan Papier, and um, Sam Aaron Cyrilis, who's an American composer who you should all know. He's great. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, yeah, but other than that, like 
yeah, come see me play. Um, I look forward to seeing all of your beautiful faces yes. in Oakland on the 25th. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you will not regret it. You won't. It's very cheap. And, <laughs> no. uh, and Christine Richards is playing hey. first, so you can like leave immediately. No. No. Um, no. Really, it would be a pleasure. Uh, uh, make sure to check out Homecoming, though, the Dan's debut LP. Yeah, not the, not the Your Day to Remember album. Uh, <laughs> check that out, too. It's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> but definitely the new one. I slash I didn't even know you had another one. Yeah, I do. I have a, I have an old EP called California Fragments. It's really cute. I oh, in, yeah, okay. in like 2013. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it's it's I God, I still really love it. Even though it was made by like Baby Me, I'm like oh oh still oh this is really cute. I recorded this with a Zoom <laughs> in my lounge room, and it's it's full of creaky creaky piano chairs, and like I just I didn't. I did not write for a really long time. I had all these unfinished sketches mm. um, because my mental health was so poor. Mm. But I recorded them. And you I did recorded it. them and I made something out of them. And it was really, really like, I'm still really proud of it. I'm still really proud of myself. So, yeah, That's that good. one's a good one too. Listen yeah. to California Fragments. Just listen to them all. Listen to them all. <laughs> I'm on Spotify. I'm on Tidal. Please hey. buy my album on Bandcamp. I'm so poor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, please support the yeah. artists that come on here because. <laughs> I'm poor too, and we're doing this all for free. And hopefully, you guys enjoy it <laughs> enough. Oh, don't throw that out there. I'm that's just kidding. YouTube comments, man. Like yeah, I know, I know. That's I know. weird. We're all we're all doomed. We're all yeah. Anyway, it's it's like it's like two thirty a.m. Oh, it's definitely. Is. It has been a pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you so much so for having much. me. And I hope you enjoyed it. I look forward to interacting with all of you. Yes, <laughs> and. Tune in again in August. Yes. Thank you for listening. All right.